Welcome to the In The Box Tour. We're here to blend the worlds of CrossFit and PT by going from gym to gym and talking all things CrossFit. I'm Dr. Mesa Hanali. And I'm Hannah Briel. And today we're interviewing Ronnie, owner of Starboard CrossFit, to dig into what makes this box different than the rest. Welcome. We're happy to have you here. Thanks for having me. So the first question of the day that we ask everyone is, why CrossFit? Um, basically, um, probably about 10 years ago, after my metabolism slowed down, I started packing on a Does little bit happen? of weight. <laughs> Uh-oh. So 10 years ago when you were like, like 15, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. oh, yeah. <laughs> now, um, I moved down here about 10 years ago. And uh, after I graduated college, I started noticing you know, the fluff around the belly. Freshman so 15. I started um, working out in the gym at my work. We just had like a little in-office gym. And uh, I was running on the treadmill, lifting a little bit. And after Rose about hash. six months, I seemed to kind of plateau. I wasn't losing any more weight. I wasn't getting any stronger. I had no idea what I was doing. And then a friend of mine that worked in the office said, hey, there's a this new gym just opened up right next door. We'd go over there on our lunch, check it out. And from day one, I was hooked. It was like a great drug. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm ex-military, so the I'm kind of weird in the fact that the one thing I loved about being in the military was actually being in boot camp because they just ran you ragged. And I, I came out of boot camp after like 12 weeks, the fittest I'd ever been. And just getting back into that similar type of training where someone's yelling at you telling you to go 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 you don't have to think about anything you literally walk in the door work out warm up everything spelled out for you and an hour later you're if you can crawl out or <laughs> yeah if you can walk out good if you're crawling out you great did you, had a good you did yeah you did something right so what was that first gym where was it it was uh palmetto crossfit they were um off of remount road and they're no longer open. Okay, so but that was in Charleston? Yep. And how long ago was that? It was right after college? Yeah, um, 2008, 2009. Okay, yeah. So how did you, did, where did you go to college? University of Cincinnati. Oh, how did you end up in Charleston? Job. Well, first, taking it way, way back, yeah. 20 years Let's ago, go. I was actually... Um, Getting the good stuff. I was, when I signed up, joined the Navy, I was in a nuke school here. So 20 years ago, this town was vastly different. Oh, I bet. And yeah. After I got out of the Navy, I went back home to Cincinnati, went to school, got my degree, and my first job was actually in Louisiana, Baton Rouge. Oh, no way. I'm from Louisiana. Yeah. So, yeah. It didn't last too long. <laughs> I, was, I was there like seven months, and I realized Baton Rouge was just not for me. So I started oh. looking for other jobs, and I found a job posting for uh, engineer position here in Charleston. And I was like, well... I've been to Charleston before. Can't be that much different. So I moved back here. And they say Charleston's like a mini Baton Rouge, isn't it? Kind no, of. No, a mini New Orleans. Oh. A clean New Orleans. Clean Got New it. Orleans, yeah. yeah. Doesn't take much to be cleaner. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I just came back here. I thought I was familiar with the town. It's changed a lot since the first time I was here. But uh, the main parts were still there. And basically I took a job here. All alone, probably after about six months of being here, I found CrossFit. 
Nice. Awesome. So how long were you a member before you were like, I want to coach and then I want to own? Um, I know I got my L1 while I was still at Palmetto. I'm not sure how long. It was probably, it was within the first year or so. Mm -hmm. um, nice. Wow. You were into it. Va vastly different. Like the L1 served back then. You know, the test, all black and white, no pictures, hardly. And <laughs> now, even the manual has changed a lot more. Yeah. And I still find myself reading the manual and finding new stuff. Yeah, you said 2008. That was kind of the beginning of when CrossFit was kind of yeah. getting so big. The, or like I, first, I, I actually first heard of CrossFit while I was in college. A buddy told me about it. And we went to the rec center in college, and he ran me through a workout. It's just a mini, I would say it's a, like a mini version of Fran but we, uh, we weren't allowed to drop the barbells. So it was a little bit rougher lower than when we were doing the pull-ups. And obviously I feel like there's always those stories of like your first workout being like Grace or Fran. And I'm like, yeah. why would anyone do yeah. CrossFit if that was their first they workout? Came they came back exactly. after Fran. Yeah. That's so awful. And then you realize that Did you do strict pull-ups the whole yep. time? Yep. Just like, oh, all, wow. just like yeah. all brand new CrossFitters, strict pull-ups. <laughs> thrusters without dropping the bar and i don't know how long it took me but it was definitely double digits <laughs> and um rec center we weren't allowed to be loud and screaming kind of like the i don't know planet fitness type gym right the, the lunk alarm yeah, right? yeah. so he ran me through it and then after that we went to the cafeteria and picked out and then As i didn't come back after to crossfit Fran. until i moved here oh okay so when you went to baton rouge you didn't do it nope Actually, in Baton Rouge, I was I was kind of on my own, and that's when P90X was the big thing. Yeah, like in your so living room. I'm doing that. I was doing that in my living room. And Get it. P90X, had, I had the little pull-up bar that you mount in your doorway, and I think I made it 60 days into P90X hey. when I was in. I was actually in a car accident and separated my shoulder, and I was um, like, well, can't do any pull-ups or anything. But um, after that – Short, or shortly after that, that's when I moved to Charleston and then found CrossFit. Got it. So you said that you came here for an engineering job. Yeah. You've been in the military. So what does that journey look like from being an engineer to being a CrossFit gym owner? Because I feel like that's very... Have you seen Forrest Gump? <laughs> I have. This is a really big segue. I don't know where this is going. It's similar to the Price is Right game, Plinko, where you kind of just click, click, click. Like pinball? Yeah, you find your path. I kind of just fell into different spots in my life. And I guess nothing was planned. I think one of my favorite sayings, Mike Tyson always says, everyone has a plan until you get punched in the face. I so it was CrossFit just punching you in the face my, over and over again. <laughs> oh yeah. I tell that to all my athletes before a workout. They're like, all right, so this is what I got to do. And I'm going to do this, this, and this. And I was like, that's a great plan. Better have it a backup. Never <laughs> it never works. Yeah, right. I'm going to do, uh, I'm just going to do three sets of seven. And then you do like three. You know, I'm going to put the bar down right now. <laughs> yeah, like, that's a, a lot heavier than I planned it to be. I saw a quote, I think it was the movement maestro. And it was like, it's your path because it's like different and unexpected. If it wasn't unexpected, it would be like someone else's plan, but mm -hmm. you never plan where you're going to end up. Exactly. So tell us about like a day in the life of Ronnie. What does your life look like now? Now, uh, wake up. Sometimes if I have to coach to 5am, I'll, 
I absolutely love coaching 5 a.m. I probably can't do it like three, four, five days in a row, but um, I cannot work out at 5 a.m. I've tried <laughs> yeah. it. I'll coach. I'll come in, grab a coffee, and yell at you, and I love <laughs> it. The energy's there. Like our 5 a.m. class is probably one of our um, funniest. They're, they're the ones that I know – for a fact that they're dedicated because nobody gets up at 5 a.m. Exactly. Because you're going to be here at 5 a.m. You love it. You've got to go hard and you've got to make it fun. Yeah. So if you show up at 5 a.m., I know you're here for a purpose. And I know those people like the back of my hand and they're a great group of people. I couldn't work out with them just (laughs) because I'm old. You know, my bones. You are not old. My joints take a little bit of time to warm up. I usually, I tell people I'll come in for like the 4 p.m. class. 4 to 5 p.m. is my warm-up. <laughs> 5 to 6 is yeah. when I work out. <laughs> it's like you warm up at 5 a.m. and then you're finally ready to get yeah. out at 6 p.m. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'll wake up, come coach, 5 a.m., lock the doors, turn out the lights, go back home. A lot of people are like, well, you can go back to sleep. Mm. You know, I have a four-year-old. As soon as I get there home, they're wide awake. So that's a full-time job. Um I recently left my engineering job, but before that, it would be like leave the 5 a.m. class, go straight to work in Jedburg. And then. So you had three full time yeah, jobs. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Um, between all that, find some time to advertise, promote, video editing, um, trying to put stuff together, plan what's coming next for the box. Uh, by the. Afternoon, probably three, four o'clock, leave, come back to the gym, either coach or help out with other coaches, um, new members, PT, personal training. Um, and then end of the night, everyone's like, oh, now you get to work out. Nope, nope, <laughs> clean. Uh, <laughs> Life everyone, of a gym owner. Exactly. Everyone, everyone makes a joke about it. They call me the uh, the box janitor, and my wife is uh, – she's basically the boss. <laughs> nice. That's, that's how it should be, right? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like people think that when you own a gym, you're just working out, like, all day, every day. Well, that, and that's the biggest misconception is, like, I've had a lot of people be like, well – you own your own gym. That's awesome. You can work out whenever you yeah. want. I'm like, no. From talking to gym owners, I find that like that's the hardest thing is when you own a gym is finding time yeah. to work out yourself. Too, yeah, because like yeah. you're giving all your energy away to you know hype yeah. other people up, and then you finally have to do the workout that you've been watching people suffer through. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, by that time, if if you coach like two or three hours in a row. And then they're like, oh, now you can finally work out. By that time, you're exhausted from showing people the movements, mm-hmm. going over the movements, repeating the same stuff each class over mm-hmm. and over. By the time you're done, you're just like, do I really want to do this workout? <laughs> yeah, I know just from coaching, it's it's definitely a workout in yeah. itself. But that that's one of my, my biggest pet peeves is like if – if I'm going to tell other people to do it, I want to show them that I'm also doing mm-hmm. it. That so I'm I not. I don't. Example. I don't yeah. follow my own separate programming and say, "Well, you know, I don't do what the general population." Yeah, does. I think that's hard when you program something for your gym and then you don't do it. It's like, yeah. well, why aren't we doing what you're doing? Then? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, on that note, your programming. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, classic CrossFit. Basically, it. I mean. It's a little bit of planning, a little bit of randomness, just so that people are prepared for anything. Mm -hmm. But um, 
we try to model dot uh, coms programming because obviously you know they're they're a lot bigger now. They have a lot bigger teams of professionals that can actually put stuff together. And you know, I've heard great things about people that or other boxes that follow dot com programming to a T. And after like six months or a year, they actually see all of their athletes improving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you have people who are doing that as their full time job, yeah, you'd exactly. hope that they know what they're doing. But it's all, it, right? also, um, I think it helps to know your you got you got to know your members. You got to know their limits, their strengths, everything, and you got to program to that as well. Um, I've heard a lot of different things where it's like you should program for the top five, ten percent of people in the box, and then other people say no, you got to program for the general population it's kind of a balance of both because mm-hmm. not only do you do you want them to get better but you also have to run a business as well so if you if you're programming for the top 10 percent of your athletes and the general population is always scaling they're going to get demoralized because they're never when they don't see that rx next to their name every day mm-hmm. and every day they have to say oh i scaled it then they get demoralized and they feel like they're not getting better so you, you got to give them stuff that's just out of their reach. Give them something to shoot for. It's something that's challenge. not like way out of their reach where they're like, oh, I'll never get there. But don't give them, you know, don't give them that free hand me out. Like I, I'm, I'm big on not giving out participation ribbons. Oh, yeah. No, I think with that military background. Yeah. <laughs> I like that you brought that up because so many people are afraid to scale because they think yeah. that it's means that they're not as much of an athlete. And it's just like, most people should scale something, right? Like, yeah. And I, I even, I have a great team of coaches as well as myself. And Mason knows that um, just last year I injured my knee. So squats are a big problem for me. And, you know, if I program something that has squats in it, you'll see me scale it. And if they see me scale it or they see my coaches scale in a movement and they're like, okay, well, if they're doing it, exactly. it's fine for me. I can mm-hmm. scale. It's not shameful. Like coming from someone who scales most of their workouts every day, like when I finally get the RX, I'm like, oh, man, that's awesome. But then I remind myself, like you still have reached that intensity. Yeah. You're just no keeping the what. stimulus of the workout. Exactly. I think that's a perfect segue into when you're talking about your coaches and then being able to scale. I wanted to ask you, what are some things that you look for in your coaches, whether that's like traits or characteristics or the way they coach? Like, what does that um, process kind of look like? Basically, it you got to balance everything. You can't be strong in any one area and weak in another. Like, um, if you know everything and you're really good at all the movements, you know all the scaling options, but you have a personality that. Yeah. someone can't get along yeah. with or that the more majority of people just don't talk to you because you, you kind of exude that, you know, antisocial personality. It, it's, it's not going to work for me. Like you can know everything, but if you can't teach it to somebody or somebody's not, you know, able to talk with you, then it doesn't do good. But on the other hand, if you're very personable, if you're the friendliest person in the gym, but you don't know anything, then it goes it's the same thing. You got to have a perfect balance of that. So you got to be friendly, approachable, personable, you know, and still know yourself and always, always, always educating yourself. You, I mean, you can learn something new every day, literally. 
I mean, ultimately this is like a people business. Yeah. Like you're working with people all day, every day. And I feel like people say that with PT too, like you can have all the skills and all the knowledge, but if you can't work with people and connect with people, it's almost pointless. Yep. Like you can learn things, like you can learn the movements, you can learn the scaling options, but it's so much harder to learn how to be personable and mm-hmm. outgoing and like just connect with others. Yeah. And being in your gym, I definitely have seen that your coaches have a really good balance of both of those traits or characteristics. And we all kind of play off each other. Like, um, even though we're trying to learn, like, obviously everyone says I'm not a very sociable person (laughs) one-on-one. I feel like you're doing great two-on-one. I I love, love, love coaching large classes, which everyone thinks is weird because if you talk to me one-on-one and I don't really know you all that well, then I'm kind of a little bit like, reserved whereas my wife who's very sociable and she can talk to complete strangers right off the bat she gets nervous coaching large classes so she likes coaching one-on-one i love coaching big big classes and we try to play off each other and the same thing with all of our coaches they'll do the same thing yeah it's good to have people who have different specialties yeah, or we, have, we have people that are really strong in the olympic lifts people that are strong power lifters People that are really good at gymnastics and, you know, they all try to help each other out. I feel like that's what makes a, a great gym is not one person that is super good at everything because yeah. then they're probably not at your gym. They're probably in the game, yeah. <laughs> but to have different people being really good. So your whole community is like super well-rounded and you don't feel intimidating, exactly. intimidated going to talk to someone. So you said your wife coaches. Yes. Do you want your, your daughter? Is she going to be a coach one day? <laughs> um. Do you think the she'll old, be into the it? oldest seems to she's she's just becoming a teenager now and so she's into the boys and looking pretty and all that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I've but seen when, her in the gym. When, yeah. when she sees her other friends in here who are big in the CrossFit, then she'll jump into the workout. Nice. She wants to be part of the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um my daughter who's four, she was really big. She she likes to follow her mom a lot. Uh we caught her on video one time mom was doing front squats and she's off to the side doing air squats. Oh, I see so many videos like that and I love it. Cause it's like, if you set the example and they see you do it, yeah. they're going to do it. Just like if you say a bad word, like they're going to say it too. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And going off of that, like how do you feel like CrossFit kind of plays or owning a gym plays into your role as a dad? Oh man. Do you think those two <laughs> intertwine or that? Do you th- yeah. I know I, I see your kids at the gym all the time. What do you think them like being here in this setting kind of teaches them? Just setting that example, basically um, something that you're passionate about, something that you don't just do every day because you have bills to pay. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something that you love to do, something that's fun and that you can give back to other people, you know, as far as like training other people to do things, seeing them watch other people, you know, get that PR or finally get that pull up or that muscle up and seeing them get excited about that, or actually seeing the athletes get excited. My daughter seeing me get excited for the athlete, you know, Mm -hmm. and just being a positive role model, mostly. Yeah, that's awesome. I think also we talk about this all the time. I think it goes for both genders, but especially for girls, CrossFit is just such a healthy thing for body image. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that like, like you say, your teenager, middle school daughters into, you know, the way she looks and all that. And I feel like CrossFit promotes such a different mindset around your body and being 
strong and healthy rather like, than like you look skinny. so strong rather yeah. than you look so skinny. It's rather like, than being skinny yeah. and pretty and beautiful, you know, strong is the new beautiful. Exactly. Like you look so happy. You look so fit and healthy. Yeah. Not like, Oh, you look so skinny, mini. Like <laughs> I hate when girl, like little rant. I hate when girls post on like other girls, Instagrams, like comment. They're like, Oh my God, you look so skinny. I'm like, Oh gosh. Like, is that a good thing? what yeah. about like fit or healthy mm-hmm. or like you look like you just PR'd your front squat in the gym <laughs> like let's just change the way and like I think having a daughter or, like a young daughter and like having them in this environment is a great way to just nix that from the bud yeah especially more important with the girls because you know it's great that their mom sets the example for them being strong is you know more I guess tangible than being pretty or skinny and, and not seeing mom say, Oh no, 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 I can't eat that. And, and you know, not seeing, but on the other hand, not seeing her, you know, going to the buffet and pigging out. So mm-hmm. she, she's eating, you know, she's working out. She's being a positive role model and just, you know, suiting all that. Yeah. I think that's, that's awesome. so important, yeah. especially at that age. And, you know, the whole, like, osteoporosis thing that we get later on in life, you know, ultimate health, but. Yeah, I wish I had been exposed to CrossFit at a younger age. I feel like there's so many things in my lifestyle that have I think that's what changed. everybody wants. <laughs> right. We're coming on that generation, yeah. though, now where people are going to have done CrossFit their whole lives. Like, if you look at your daughter, she's four and she's on a rower. Like, yeah. she's going to be someone at 25 that's like, yeah, I've been doing this for 20 years. It's kind of crazy to think about. It's like, yeah, you've been moving for 20 years. Like, that's. And we're like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. But that's how we're supposed to be and built. But there was some, like when we were in high school, it was like, you can't lift until this age. Or like, you can't do anything Mm -hmm. until this age. And I wonder like where that came from and where it went. I mean, as PTs, we just know that's not true. And it's not, it doesn't, there's no research to back that up for certain ages for different things. Obviously you want to be safe, but I think we're definitely seeing way more kids getting into CrossFit and like, doing yeah. those things. Obviously they shouldn't be like PRing their 300 front squats or whatever, <laughs> right. but like they can row. Like, she mm-hmm. can do her air squats, you know? <laughs> um, so I want to backtrack a little bit. You mentioned having an injury yeah. and having hurt your knee and scaling appropriately. So getting our little jab in or our little piece, we're both PTs, PT and PT student. I know that there's a lot of opinions on physical therapy and CrossFit, and I just kind of want it to ask what your opinion of PTs are in the, in like the worlds of PT and CrossFit. And if you think they blend together, I think uh, they both promote good body movement. And, you know, that, that's basically, that's basically what I see. One, one promotes good body movement while, you know, maintaining high intensity in a workout. The other one is, good body movement for health, you know, and then you put them together and it's just like a perfect match. We actually put that on caption cards for him. Everyone <laughs> listeners, and he had to read it out. <laughs> Otherwise that we was were the perfect answer. Yeah. It's like you have a PT working in your gym or something. <laughs> no, I think we were just talking about, about that in the car. Like we, as CrossFitters, we do a lot of things for time or for, yeah. you know, for load, but rather to do things sometimes for quality instead of just rushing through it and yeah. just for I, and I, I see that a lot. I see a lot of athletes on my end 
as a coach where they look at the clock and they're chasing that clock and they'll sacrifice a little bit of form. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's why I'm, I'm so happy that Greg Glassman's changing the direction of advertising and promoting CrossFit more towards the health end instead of the games end, because I can look at the games and see, you know, Rich Froning or Matt Frazier not having that perfect squat, but they're strong enough. They're allowed to get away with that. You know, mm-hmm. they can, Their they, can sac- they can sacrifice because they're chasing a six figure paycheck at the end of the day. Yeah. They're doing it for sport. So yeah. it's totally different. Like we talk about this all the time that like at the pinnacle, at the pinnacle of sport, it's not healthy. You have to be obsessed. You have to yeah. sacrifice everything for it. But like people often forget that, going to a CrossFit gym and doing a wad on a day-to-day basis. Like we're not going to regionals and we're not right. going to the and games. I, I tell my athletes all the time, if a workout has a lot of pull-ups in it, I'll, I'll tell them, you know, if you feel your hands getting tender and they're on the verge of tearing, just scale it. It's not going right. to kill you. It's, at the end of the day, whiteboard gets a race and you know, tomorrow morning, no one's going to give a crap about your score. Or like <laughs> you wake up with blisters and you can't do your yep. job. You yeah. Do. Like, and I think, there was one guy I know that he's a massage therapist and I, was, I tell him mm. he's, he knows, he knows exactly when to stop his pull up because that's his livelihood. Mm-hmm. If he, if his hands are bloody and blistered and he can't, then he can't work. You know? Yeah. And people need to remember, like we come to the gym to make the rest of our life better, mm-hmm. not the other way around. And it, it goes the same thing with the heavy lifting. You know, if you're trying to deadlift your PR or PR your deadlift and you're, back gets rounded and all of a sudden you feel a twinge in your back, guess what? You're laid up for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I think it's finding that perfect balance, which is what we're trying to do, blending PT and CrossFit. Obviously, I think a lot of CrossFitters are anti-PTs because they've seen PTs who are like, just stop, stop CrossFitting, crossfit. don't do that. And I think there's a happy medium of like, nobody's perfect. Obviously, there's people who have great form, but nobody's going to have perfect form. But then there's a level where, if you have good coaches, they know when it's unsafe. I think at yeah. some point you sacrifice a little bit of form for intensity, for sport. Yeah, that's, that's the point. Reaching the, the point. balance where if you went any harder, your form would break down. Like exactly. you're at your max intensity where you can be safe and keep your form. And like these games and these regionals athletes, it's their life. Like they're doing it all day, every day. And they're eating so differently. Like their whole life is different. And we are coming in for what, an hour or two hours. Like we're not going to perform the same way. Like we're not going to be able to mm-hmm. do these things without getting hurt. And so, yeah, I really like that he's switching everything over back to where it was supposed to be of like preventing chronic disease. Yeah. It's more geared towards preventative maintenance and health rather than, you know, you're going to a competition. Mm-hmm. So on that, how do you think that we can get more people to do CrossFit? Like since we obviously know that's amazing. That's the, that's the, the ultimate question. You can answer question that, for, right? If I, if I could answer that, I'd probably have a packed gym for every class. So why don't you think, what are the top reasons you think people don't come into your gym? Um, I'd, I'd say the number one reason would be intimidation. If, if you do step into my gym for that free trial, you've overcome the intimidation factor. Mm-hmm. But for the, um, so we have a family that comes. It's a dad and two daughters. I and they, they've been coming, they've been doing CrossFit for a while. They started another box that recently closed and they found us. And 
for a long time, I didn't even know there was a mother in the picture. Like I, I was afraid to ask cause you know, yeah, it's a delicate did. subject. She, she might pass away or something, but she was, I saw her at a competition. This is my mom. Like, why isn't she working out? Yeah. First thing out of her mouth, I knew you were going to ask that. <laughs> they always and, know it's coming. Know, <laughs> the, the funny thing is there was one workout that had terrible number of squats in it and it was on a Friday and then all weekend, everyone's legs are just so sore. And Monday morning they come in and they say, well, my, my, my wife's not coming to the gym because all weekend she was the only one in the house that could walk. <laughs> <laughs> she sees us, you know, in terrible, terrible pain, you know, and she's like, why would I put myself through that? So, you know, it's the intimidation factor. Mostly that's the hardest thing to overcome. And I think, the way Greg Glassman's changing the direction, that's helping out a little bit, focusing more on health rather than seeing the guy that's really, really jacked or the woman that's bigger than I am, you know, lifting more than I am, you know, it's showing the average individual, the average person, or even, you know, a senior citizen in the gym working out. That's great advertising for us because that shows that anybody can do it, mm -hmm. not just, you know, the 20 year olds and younger. Yeah. And I think having conversations like this, having different, you know, PTs, Kairos, all different healthcare <clears throat> providers being in on CrossFit and understanding what it is and strength and conditioning in general helps change that image too. Because I know just from being a PT and I'm sure Hannah, you experience this too, is like, we get a lot of flack back about like you're doing CrossFit like how can you be a PT, be a PT and do that and so just changing the narrative a little bit of like how about you take a class how about you step exactly. into the gym yeah, and yeah. see that there's a 70 year old and a 15 year old working out together mm -hmm. how about you see that everything is scaling up and scaling down so just kind of continuing this community outreach and showing people like the number one thing I say for people that hate on it or don't know is like just come try a class I promise it will change your mind. You'll understand that you're not supposed to walk in and be able to do everything. And pe I think that's why people get intimidated because they see these RX workouts and they're like, well, I can't do this. Like my a couple weeks into my CrossFit journey, it was like a lot of pull-ups, a lot of push-ups, a lot of handstand push-ups. And I texted my friend. I was like, I'm not going today because I can't do any of those things. Right. Like, what's the point? And she was like, the point is, is that you scale everything so that you can get stronger and so right. that one day you can do those things. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't realize that you're not just going to sit there and watch everybody do it. Right. You're going to scale it and everything is infinitely modifiable so yeah. that you can do something. And I think that's the biggest thing to try to get across to those people that are intimidated. Explain to them that, yeah, the workout says you're going to do this. I understand you can't do that but we will make something similar that attacks the same muscles. So you get that same intensity, that same feeling, you know, mm -hmm. we and will trying to modify things. And I think that's the biggest misconception people that haven't tried it is they don't understand or they don't even realize that they can modify it. But the, I'd say the next biggest thing, once we get people in the gym, trying to retain them, especially new people is they start to feel demoralized because they want, I always tell people, it seems like, and it's probably just because I'm old, 
but you know, you know how the old people are just like, well, you guys got it so much easier nowadays. Well, <laughs> you I, I say, um, nowadays everyone wants that quick fix that mm. you always see. We talk about this with PT all the time. Give me that 21 day challenge. It's like, I, I try to explain to people like, when did you feel the best? When, at what weight did you feel you were your best shape in the past? And they'd say, oh, back in high school or in college. And then I'd say, how long ago was that? All right, that was years ago. And you want to turn around in 21 days and mm-hmm. drop 30, 40, 50 pounds? It's, exactly. you got to have a more realistic goal. You know, It took you that long to put all that weight on. You know, I'm not going to say it's going to take that long to take it off, but it's going to take time. And it's going to take you know, mental fortitude. Basically you can't compare yourself to somebody in a gym that is snatching 225 and doing Fran in two, two and a half minutes. (laughs) You can't compare yourself to that on your first day, your first week, even probably your first year. Mm -hmm. Because if you do, if you're comparing yourself to someone else, rather than comparing yourself to your previous day, or the previous week, or the previous time you did that workout, if you're always comparing yourself to someone else, you're always going to be demoralized because you're always going to see something better in someone else. Mm-hmm. I think CrossFit in general does a really good job, like once people are in it and doing it consistently, of teaching people that. Like you don't find, like most people I know who CrossFit are generally hardworking in all aspects of their life. Like they realize that this isn't a 21 day fix. Anything that has a start and an end date is not going to work because what happens after 21 days? Like, so I think that getting people in here consistently, they start to learn that and they start to change kind of their attitude towards their body and how things are going to go over time and how it's like a journey and a lifelong thing for lack of a better term. Not just for health and fitness, but as, a business owner, everyone always asks me, well, why don't you do a six week challenge or a four week challenge? I, I always tell people the same thing. That's, that's not the member I want. I don't want someone who's in here looking for a quick fix and when they don't get it, they leave. It's short term money and it doesn't really help me out in the end. I want someone to come in that's going to stay, that wants to stay, that wants to work hard each and every day. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to see six week challenge or a 30 day weight loss challenge here people want the the 12 week challenge but they don't want the 12 month challenge and right i think a lot of that a is lifelong like, challenge is what i want <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly like it's a lifestyle change it's not you're just gonna lose a bunch of weight and even if you did drop all that weight in 30 days like your body would probably in shock, be in shock first yeah. of all but yeah i see that with pt a lot too you know like oh my shoulder hurts make it go away right now and it's like we're gonna have to put in effort like how yeah. long has your shoulder hurt it's going to take a little bit. Like how long back. have you had the dysfunction that led to that? How do we retrain that? Uh, that's why I love treating CrossFitters because they kind of understand like you it's have to time. put in effort and work and time to get the results you want. And and that's in all aspects of life. That's how CrossFit carries over to like making people more confident making them better humans, I think. And then the other thing, like you said, like people compare themselves to someone who snatches really heavy or whatever. And they're like, I don't do that. I think once you're in the gym consistently, it's really cool that you can work out with someone who's lifting twice as much as you and get the same workout and feel the same way at the end. And then that, like once people get past that number comparison, they realize like we're all doing the same thing 
And that's what I think is so cool about this community. Everything differs by degree, not kind. Yeah. You posted that a few days ago. Yeah. But a lot of people, like you said, they get demoralized because they don't see maybe like a change in the mirror, but I'm like looking at your PR board right now. And that's why CrossFit is amazing because you can like measure everything. So you can look like, oh, a month ago, like you were doing this and look at you now. So when members get down, they feel like they haven't <laughs> lost this or they don't have this yet. They can see that they are, they are going in the right mm-hmm. direction. Uh, I think it was you that posted it. It was a video that you shared where the guy, it was one of those motivational things where the guy's like, yeah, you, you brush your teeth every day. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Wait, you why, do? You're supposed to brush, you, brush your teeth every day? You every day, right? <laughs> and you're probably not going to notice. You brush your teeth once. You're not going to notice a change, but you do it consistently every day. Mm-hmm. Why? Imagine because if you in didn't the end, brush your teeth every yeah. day. Yeah, and they were talking about relationships and how it's like, you didn't fall in love first, with someone because the they brought you flowers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I you saw brought, that. You yeah. fell in love with them because they did the right thing day after day after day. Yeah. And they remembered all these occasions multiple times. And I think, yeah, that's perfect for the gym. Like if you work out for an hour or if you work out for nine hours in one day, it's not going to matter. But if you work out for an hour every day for a year, you're going to notice yeah. a difference. And it, it was it was right around the time that we noticed one of our members who had posted a like – she hit her one year anniversary and she had a picture from her first day and you see side by side, the change and you're like, wow. But if you see a side by side day after day, you're not going to notice it. Exactly. It's just like, if you have one bad meal, it's not going to do anything. If you have one good meal, it's not going to do anything. And I think that people come into CrossFit all the time. Um, I see this a lot. I feel like, especially with females, like I want to lose 30 pounds and then, a month and they're like, actually, I want to get a pull up. Like I want to yes. get a push up and That's that just, like. and then once you have those goals, like the weight will come off the, you'll gain muscle. Yeah. Like all better. that happens, but that doesn't matter. It's like performance based it's sort of aesthetic base. And that's so much healthier. I think rather than the scale, I think we are moving away from that. Like compared to 10 years ago, when it was yeah. all about like how much you weighed. And I know that I, I know that we all live in a bubble crossfitters and pts and gym owners but I, cult. <laughs> I hope that we are all moving away from that mm-hmm. and something that you brought up earlier about how that one wife didn't want to do anything because everybody was in pain and complained all weekend yeah i wonder if as crossfitters like we could do better about the complaining because i know like whenever i go home i'm like oh gosh i'm so sore <laughs> yeah. but like i love it like i loved how much pain i was in in like the deepest darkest way but to other people, they're like, why would I, why yeah, did I do why that? Would I put myself through mm-hmm. that? That's just- yeah. So that's, I think just goes along with changing the narrative and educating people on why we're doing what we're doing. And like, you know, it's okay to be sore once in a while, but it's a good thing. Like yeah. it will go away. Yeah. And that means that you improve. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's the, one of the hardest things with programming for me, because a lot of those hardcore CrossFitters, they expect that every day they expect to be laid out on the floor in a pool of sweat you know feeling like they just got hit by a truck and we know that's not how we get better and they're like oh now that was a good workout and you know yeah it might be a good workout but it's probably not good for your health every day sustainable yeah we talk about all the time like it, it it becomes kind of an art to programming a workout like i think what was it was it was it yesterday yeah, yesterday's workout. Um, there was a little bit of strength in the beginning, 
more focused towards skill. I said it was strength, mm-hmm. but you know, deceptively, it was <laughs> oh, look skill. At you. <laughs> and well, manipulating they, them they like puppet. But you know, rather than doing a skill for one hour, people would look at that and be like, "Why would I want to go in and do that?" Mm-hmm. You know. But then I put at the very end a nice little chipper workout that it it looks long. There was a lot of reps, but um, most people finished it in like six, seven minutes. Mm-hmm. When that's six to seven minutes is part of that hour, then I can spend most of that hour on that skill and teaching them where you're not allowed to touch that barbell until we've spent 10, 15 minutes going over the moves with a PVC pipe. Once I feel like you've perfected that or gotten better at it, fixed your little speed bumps, then we move to the barbell. Once we fix it with the barbell, we start throwing some weight on it. So a lot of people were tricked yesterday. <laughs> but I think that's like, yeah, we obviously, you need to program in a way that forces them to do that. But I think that's also a learning curve. Like at the beginning, I know I, you always think more is better. Volume yeah. is king. And then over time, I think with good coaching, with just like maturing as an athlete, you realize like there's a time and a place to be wrecked and it's not every day. Mm-hmm. We talk about this all the time. Like when you're taking too much of a medication, we reduce the dose. Like yeah. why when we do too much volume is our answer not to reduce the amount of yeah. volume we're doing. It can be that but, simple. But I think that is like a hard thing, especially with CrossFitters. We we like driving ourselves into the ground. That's why we come to the gym. So trying to find the balance of you can do that once in a while, but if yeah. you do that every day, you're not going to get and better. That's what I tell them. I say, yeah, you, you did the workout and you went heavier than everyone else, but it took you longer. It took <laughs> yeah. you more than twice as long. And so you totally missed the stimulus of the workout. So, you know, it, I got a group of people that like to do RX plus in here. And so I'll I'll tell them, you know, they'll be like, oh, well, instead of doing 135, I'm going to do 185. I'm like, how about instead of doing 185, how about you go faster? Ooh, I know. Brand new information. Yeah, I understand you're strong, but are you fast? Can you maintain that good form under a faster pace Mm -hmm. rather than saying, oh, I can maintain that good form with a heavier weight? You know, go, go heavier in your speed form or in your, in your speed column rather than your weight column. Mm -hmm. Look at that. Preaching the same message. I mean, that would be like, if I said, well, I'm just not going to do any weight, but I can go super fast. It's like, well, what is that going to do? (laughs) And I like that, like that you still program the chipper at the end because that's what people, they see that and that's what they come for, but they don't realize the whole hour is filled with like so many other things. Mm -hmm. Will you explain to our followers what a chipper is? A chipper is, uh, workout where it's bas- it's it's like a grocery shopping list. You're gonna go. Oh, I this love list. that. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna do this one movement, and more than likely you're not gonna see it again. You'll move on to the next movement. You'll do a certain number of reps. It could be increasing reps or decreasing reps or the same reps, but it's basically it's a grocery shopping list. You check one thing off, move to the next. Check it off, move to the next. Yep, you're just chipping away. And they always look so much worse than they are because it's like. Once you're done with that movement, you're completely yeah. done with it. I love chippers. They're my favorite. Yeah, I do like them a lot. Are you ready for the Spitfire? Are you yeah. ready for the Spitfire? Okay, <laughs> so do you watch Family Feud? Yes. All right, so you know, what is it called at the end where he's at like... The end. yeah. The fast rounds. Okay, exactly. so we're going to do some of that. Okay, you ready? Great. 
I'm not going to time it or anything. We're not okay. going to get. You're not going to get a car just, twenty thousand dollars. Really off, off the top fun. of my head. Yeah, exactly. Right. Ready? Favorite workout? Uh, Hollyman. What is that? We're pausing uh, for twenty seconds. What is? <laughs> is that the like thirty rounds? Yes. Oh, what is it? No, okay. What is? I, in, what is that? It's stuff? thirty rounds. It's um, handstand push-ups. Wall five wall balls, three handstand push-ups, one clean at two twenty-five. Yeah, oh. it's just a lot. It ends up being 30 it's cleans. Heavy. I don't it's know got, if you know it's that. Got, it's heavy. Yeah, it's got gymnast, wow. a little bit of gymnastics in it. Okay. That's a fun one. Back to family feud. Favorite movement? Favorite movement. Handstand push-ups by far. All right. Ew. Least favorite movement? Ooh. Mm. Oh, TikTok. <laughs> Running. Oh, good. Okay. Does that count as a movement? Definitely. Is that a movement? All yeah. movements combined. I was going to say thruster. Everyone should say well, thruster. Well. Okay, so uh, a throwback to why I hate running so much. So when I first started doing workouts at my first job here in the, my office gym, basically they had a treadmill and I would start running on the treadmill. And it, I was big. I was fat because <laughs> when I was in the Navy, I had uh, an accident where I had my knee and the opposite way it's supposed to go. So I had multiple great. surgeries to fix it. So I used it as a crutch, gained weight, got fat, got lazy. Um, started running on a treadmill. I'd run for 30 seconds, be winded. And each day I was trying to run faster and faster or longer and longer. And eventually I worked up to where I was running like 5K every day, Monday through Friday. And that's when I started plateauing. And that's why I hate running because it was that <laughs> running that helped me lose all the excess weight. Well, aren't you glad that you just have to mostly run like 200 yeah. and 400 now? I thought now? you were going to say just because running like sucks overall. <laughs> that's how I feel. I, uh, just because I just brutalized myself with it Monday through Friday at work. All right. Favorite song or music to work out to? Uh, gangster rap. Yes. yes. All right. And favorite artist? Uh, I like uh, Dr. Dre and Eminem. Okay. Embarrassing moment in the gym? I was doing Toast the Bar one day. And I had the little... I know where this is the, going. The death grip, suicide grip. Oh. Mm-hmm. And so much it was an EMOM <laughs> every minute on a minute. And I went up and I could feel my grip slipping slowly. But you held on. I held you're on. You're a CrossFitter. And I said, I can do one more. My toes hit the bar. My hands left the bar. Oh. And all I could remember was slow motion, the bar getting further away from <laughs> oh, me. Oh, no. <laughs> And I, I hear dramatic music away. in the I background. I'm thinking, tuck your chin to your chest. And I landed flat on my back. Wow. And I, I absorbed the impact across my back. So it did, I didn't get hurt. But I fell pretty far. And I get up and I look at the clock and I say, I have 10 more seconds. And I do a few more. <laughs> nice. In true Love CrossFit it. fashion. Yes. I wish this but was But everybody else around me stopped their workout. because they And you they just stopped right back up. Oh, okay. How long have you been? How long have you owned Starboard? Um, we're coming up on two years. Oh, in April. wow! Awesome. New. So there's a couple more serious questions we want to end on. These do not have to be Family Feud style because okay. I want a, a little more behind uh, them. But so we've touched on this a little bit. But if you had to kind of summarize or tell me the most important part, like how has CrossFit impacted your life? Um, it's gotten me healthier. Basically, um. I'm not as overweight as I was before. I don't get winded by walking upstairs. Um, back when, before I, I had my, or when I had my accident in the Navy and I started gaining weight and I just got lazy 
I had no direction, nowhere to go, and literally uh, spent my entire college career in the bar. Mm. <laughs> so that didn't help. But um, it gave me a hobby. It gave me friends. Um, I, I call these people my family. Definitely. I have a tear. It's still <laughs> I can feel it. Um, what would you want a drop-in or a new member to know about your box? Um, that we're all the same. We all have the same end goal, just to be healthy and to move well and you know, hang out with each other, be friendly, have make this the best hour of your day. I love so that. So what makes your box different um, from all the rest in Charleston and the world? Two things. I would say my awesome videos that I make. <laughs> oh, yeah. You do make really awesome videos. I am, I am, Hit up Ronnie if I you need am, a promo. I am a stickler for a clean facility. Like, I cannot do burpees with dirt on the ground. I, I just, it's it's nasty. And I've, I've had my members come in and say, during the last hurricane, when they went out of town, they visited another box and they did a burpee and they were just disgusted. <laughs> Super Your standards clean. are so high. Yeah. And I'll, I'll add in. Clean facility. I'll add in my little bit because I treat here. I'd say that some of the friendliest people I've ever met go to this gym. Yeah. I think from the first day I walked in, everyone was talking to me, asking me, all kinds of questions like telling me to get in on a workout. So I think you have some super great members here too. Yeah. And I don't, I, I've been to boxes where it's like, you know, did you guys meet the new people that came in the door? Oh, you didn't meet them. Okay. You have to do burpees. So I, I don't punish people. I don't like to mm -hmm. punish people. Like yeah. if, if you're five minutes late, you know, if you want to jump in, you can jump in, you got to warm up, but you know, I'm not going to hold up the class because you're behind, but I'm not going to punish you because you showed up. You're here. You might be late. You might have got stuck in traffic. I don't know. Isn't that your slogan? Just show up? Just show up. Yeah. I love you, it. Exactly. And traffic around here? Mm, <laughs> no. So what are your other passions other than CrossFit? Um, I like learning how things work. Um, it's, it's almost like you were an engineer. Yeah, I'm an atypical engineer. Huh. Like even I can remember back as a kid, my parents buy me a new toy for Christmas and an hour later, like, why the hell did you tear it apart? Ah, classic. <laughs> One of That's amazing. But, yeah, I mean, it, that kind of goes hand in hand with um, being a coach. I like to know how the body works and how, you know, you know, moving in good form. It And I, I always mix the worlds of engineering. It's almost like I should have been a biomedical engineer rather than just a mechanical engineer. But it goes hand in hand, like, you know, same – Forces apply, same torques, body movement. You don't want to, you know, get something out of position or else it's going to break. So you really liked physics is what I'm hearing? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I, love I don't think we're on the same I page love, here. I, love I, don't, math, I don't think we I love are. numbers. Okay. You do videography. I wanted to ask you about that because yeah. that's come up a few times. So what does that look like? Um, I don't know. I just – I was always into art and kind of like – um, I liked starting with editing photos and pictures, but then I wanted to, you know, I wanted to be a step ahead of everyone else. But then on the other hand, I was too cheap to pay somebody else mm -hmm. to do it for me. And like an nowadays <laughs> you can literally learn just about anything you want for free on YouTube, on Google. You, you can find tutorials for anything. I mean, 
don't go looking for the ones where it's like eat the Tide Pods. Uh, no, maybe not. <laughs> Look for the actual tutorials, and that's what I love. Like even the kids are, you know, I see kids in the gym that come in with slime that they made because they watch a YouTube tutorial and mm-hmm. they learn how to make Radioactive, it themselves. But it is slime, <laughs> you know. I, the, all the other stuff is just as long as they stay away from eating Tide Pods and doing those. <laughs> weird challenges where they light each other on fire. <laughs> you can learn a lot. Yeah, you can learn a lot. And um, I'm self-taught. You know, I use the, all the Adobe suites to edit my videos and, you know, try to awesome. be better and better, get better equipment, mm-hmm. cameras. I like yeah, your, I, think, I love your microphone. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, yeah, I think Starboard puts out some awesome content. I'm always seeing all your catchy videos. They're super motivating. I do have another question that's kind of two parts. Um, so what are your goals within CrossFit, like personally, as an athlete, as a, someone who loves to move and then as a gym owner, as a coach, business owner, like Um, what do your goals within that or for the future look like? That's same answer for both. Just sustainability, just being here as long as I possibly can. And, you know. Not just being here where everything's duct taped together or I'm on crutches and overweight. I want to be sustainable but healthy. Quality. Quality Both of life. in myself and my business. Awesome. I love that. So let's end with this. If you had to describe your community in three words, what would it be? Oh, my God. <laughs> no caption card for that one. <laughs> just I love the colors of my logo, so red, white, and blue. Oh, <laughs> I like that. Different. That's a good one. All right, Ronnie, tell our followers about where we can find you and your gym. Um, we're located in North Charleston on the service road off of Rivers, just past where the old Kmart used to be. Now it's uh, T-Mobile, and there's a Honda dealership. <laughs> we're right next to Piggly Wiggly. All good Everything you could possibly want at a CrossFit gym is right there. So if you're in the area and looking to drop in, come check out Starboard. Yeah, try it out. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Ronnie. This has been awesome. All right, everyone. In the box out. See you next box.